All right, y'all. Welcome back to the NBA cast. I have both my co-hosts with me yet again. $18,000 kid. What it is? What up? What up? And also my boy CG3. What's going on? CG3. I'm going to let you go ahead and start this show off right because it's halftime. Well, now it's past halftime and the Chiefs looking like obviously they about to go back to the Super Bowl against the next best team in the AFC. How you feeling right now? I mean, I'm feeling pretty good, but uh, it's week three, so it, it's not time to hop on that Super Bowl repeat bandwagon yet, especially with this uh, this injury bug that's going around. Yeah, I think that that injury bug is the biggest thing that's going around in the NFL. It's killing everybody's team, literally. The 49ers are really – they took the biggest hit out of everyone so far. Yeah, but, I mean, it's looking good for this week three. Shout out to my boy, Andrew Grant. Where are you at, boy? With your Ravens, they ain't looking good. <laughs> boy, it is halftime, though. Anything can happen. Hopefully we don't pull Falcons. Man, y'all got Drew up in you got the offensive power. <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. I said, they got, they're not going to pull a Falcons. It's not even close. Nah. Lamar's going to have to pass. Lamar just – he hasn't proved that he can win games in a pass-heavy style. Yeah, it, it killed him. It's been killing him every year in the playoffs that if a team makes them pass the ball, it's over. But, I mean, at the same time, they also haven't been dedicated to the run like that. No, no, they haven't. <clears throat> like, I don't, I don't know what their game plan – why they run away from the game plan, like, when it comes to big games. Yeah, I, I don't know. Doesn't make sense. Either. I don't know why either, but we'll go ahead and um, let's get into last week's recap on these games. Is that We already had our show, our last show was on the upcoming games for last week, so let's go ahead and cover a recap. Uh, obviously, we'll start with the 1 o'clock game. What you guys got? Let's start with the Lions, or are we talking – we're talking this recap, right? Yeah, we can start with the ugly-ass Lions. <laughs> We got a first dub, so you know I was happy. Galladay changes the whole offensive game plan, and I love it. Uh, he only had like 50 – I think he had 50, 60 yards, one touchdown, six catches. But uh, our defense really surprised me. Defensively, we we caused uh, Murray to throw three picks, and we ended up getting the dub. Yeah, holding, holding that high-power – for the uh, Cardinals, offense of 23 points was nice. Kenny G coming off a, a, a pretty bad hamstring injury looked really good, too, as well. So I, I, I was happy to see that because I got Kenny G in my fantasy league. So for him to come back and bless me with that touch now, thank you, young man. CG? Yeah, that was, yeah, I got that was a good that. game. I mean um... – it was. They definitely surprised me. After uh, I mean, I had them picked in a parlay. I had the Cardinals picked in a parlay bet. I thought it was a surefire after the Lions. How the way the Lions played last week <laughs> proved me long. They blew my bet. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even have much to say about the Lions. It's just, they're just an ugly team. Right? They just and they got it done. They got it done. Yeah, they're not as ugly as Stafford's uh, there. We have a chance. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. You're not wrong. 
You're not wrong. I was going to move on to the next matchup with the, uh, the, uh, the, in my opinion, the ugliest team in the NFL, the Jets against oh the Colts. Well, they look so bad. Hashtag fire Adam Gase immediately. <laughs> that man is a cancer to any team he walks on. That dude should not have a job in the NFL. There, there are reports saying if he, if he does not win him being Adam Gase, if he does not win Thursday Night Football, he will be fired. Not there are the reports saying that he will, he and he should. He is not beating the Broncos with no Le'Veon Bell. Crowder coming off a short week. He got a bad hamstring. They're not now, beating. They're not beating Denver. And Denver's not even that good. Now tell me, do you – a part of me feels bad for Sam Darnold. No. He has, <laughs> not, he has not given been given a fair chance. He just hasn't. He was never that good I, in He the hasn't had an O-line. He was never that good in the he first He wasn't. Time. He wasn't. I thought I was – he should have never been drafted top five. Not a day in my life did I see anything that said top five, top five pick from USC. Not one. But um, but still, I mean, he hasn't had an O line. He they haven't really given him weapons. I mean, and defensively, they. I mean, who do they have defensively now? He had Mosley and Adams. Mosley opted out. Adams they traded away. Garbage can. But, they are. Garbage can juice. They yeah, are bad. That is true. And I, I'm with you, Chris. Get Adam Gates out of there right now. He should honestly. They were on the road too. I wouldn't have gave that man a flight back home. I would have told yeah. him. I would have told him to find his own ticket. Yeah, I mean, Sam Darnold threw more touchdown passes to the defense. Y'all shouldn't on Sam Darnold, but like, I don't. I think he's an average quarterback in the league. I don't. I don't put him below average. I think Adam Gase makes him look horrible. I mean, look at look at Ryan Tannehill. That dude under Adam Gase looked like he wasn't going to play another another down for anyone else. Goes to Tennessee. Dude looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. That's that's actually a fair assessment. I'm not mad at that at all. You're right. Now that you actually like say something, I, I guess anybody under any quarterback, at least under Adam Gase, is going to look like a failure. So. I, I, you know what? I, I think you're right there. Yeah, and then look at look at Fitz Magic down in down in Miami <laughs> going off. Bro, bro, what he did, what Fitz Magic did to my Jags on national television was embarrassing. <laughs> I was at home, but I couldn't believe what I was watching, bro. Yeah, he he dotted you guys up, even though he didn't have much yards, but he he definitely dotted you guys up. Man, that man was looking like Drew Brees against us. Mm-hmm. Especially after the first two weeks the Jags had. I was like, you know, the Jaguars might be up there. And, and that division, the division has not impressed me whatsoever. So I was like, the Jaguars could make a little playoff run. Bro, Miami stomped that idea right out of my head. I was like, <laughs> all right, this is the Jaguars I know. <laughs> Bro, I, I always, I have, you know, everyone who knows me knows, you know, I'm a book, but I also bet a lot. It, mm-hmm. I, there's a number one rule I tell all incoming gamblers. If you want to get into the gambling field, there's number one rule. You never bet on your own team. Don't bet on your own team. It's just a double whammy. It's a double negative. You lose. Not only are you pissed your team lost, now you're pissed because your own team cost you dollars. So you never bet on your own team. And you know what? I broke that rule Thursday night because I said, <laughs> man, Jacksonville, we should be able to beat the goddamn Dolphins. 
Man, I was ready to flip this TV over, bro. <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that one because uh, I've actually I've been that same way and I've actually stayed away from that because I, I feel like the Lions can win every game that they're in. Oh, my like God. I, I, I do, man. With number nine there, I know how bad our defense is and stuff, but with number nine there, I feel like we could, we're at least going to be in every game. Bro, you acting like number nine is Dan Marino, man. Stop. <laughs> number nine is good. He is. Number nine was putting up MVP caliber numbers last year before he got hurt. Steve, I, I like Matt Stafford, and I've been saying for a long time that he's one of the most underrated players in the league. But you on this man's – you on this man's a little too hard. No, that's a lot coming for me to like Matt Stafford because that's a Georgia boy. And, you know, I can't stand with them Bulldogs. But Matt Stafford's a dog, and he can get it done. But I don't know about how you're winning every game he plays. I don't know about that one. I mean, I mean we, can, we can put up – we're going to put up points. But the problem is defense can – we get stops. Yeah, and it showed. I mean, we got stops against Kyler Murray. Finally, won. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, all right. What's the it, next it's game? more. It's more to go out with the Lions that we we're gonna have to stay tuned to. But if you if we want to talk like big news for one o'clock games, how you guys feel about Mitch Shabrinsky being benched for Nick Foles? I I I said in the beginning of the season, Mitch Trubisky wasn't gonna make it past week four. He has not made it past week three. So my early assessment was correct. I I mean, I, Foles is a better quarterback, in my opinion. Mitch Trubisky yeah, just cannot get definitely. it done. I was a little worried after that uh, week one. I was like, okay, maybe maybe this is the season that oh, Mitch Trubisky holy. turns it around. One quarter. <laughs> nope. One good nope. quarter. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, you, know, you know that's tender to Steve's heart because that was the last <laughs> game. No, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> now, the only re- the way I see it, Matt Nagy wants a uh, he, he wants a mobile quarterback in his system, and that's the only yeah. reason Mitch Trubisky lasted so long. So now that they he just I mean he failed he's basically failed. Couldn't put drives together, kept like incomplete on third down when they need to move the chains, all that stuff and. Finally, he said it's enough, and I mean, w- once you go back, once you go to Nick Foles, you can't go back to Mitch Trubisky. You just can't. Yeah, no. He got declared. A, Nick Foles got declared as a starter, so I don't. I just wonder if uh, Mitch Trubisky, if there's a team that's willing to maybe trade for him. I don't see who would, but well, maybe maybe somebody's willing to give. Like Chris said, the, the way injuries have been. The way injuries are going already this year, the first sign of a starting quarterback getting hurt, besides obviously the Chargers who prepared for something like this, the first sign of a starting quarterback getting hurt, obviously Mitchell Trubisky is going to be one of the first people getting talked about, especially now that he lost his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think I got a good suitor for him too. Who do you think? I could I could see him getting dealt to the Broncos. Drew Locke didn't hurt. I mean, he's obviously projected to come back, but they don't want to be in that that position where he goes out again. And, I mean, history shows that the Broncos and the Bears, they, they dealt quarterbacks back and forth. So, I I could see him ended up in a Denver uniform. You don't like I don't like Drizzy? I mean, he didn't even play the whole game. <laughs> he got sacked. They also, 
Remember, they also picked up Blake Bortles. That's right. I don't know. So I don't see that happening because Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky are pretty freaking equivalent. Yeah, that's true. Don't disrespect Blake like that. (laughs) Good God. (laughs) Hey, he led him to the AFC Championship. Remember that. Come on, Mitch Mitch ain't did that yet. Speaking of uh, Bortles, the team that he came from, who now has a new, who has a backup quarterback in play, Nick Mullins looked looked pretty decent. Although, I mean, he was going up against one of the other trash New York teams. Facts, <laughs> right. dude. What is going on in New York, <laughs> bro? The whole they're a mess. The whole state football teams away. They can combine rosters and still be a bad football team. That's oh, how bad. yes, that's they how bad they, they are, bro. But honestly, I didn't. I didn't think Mullins was bad. What was that last year he played, or two years ago he played? Yeah, he shows. What? He shows some signs. He, I mean, I mean, I, I thought like you know people say like oh it's against the Giants you know defense like they're terrible. It's like yeah, but who did the Niners have on offense? Like oh, <laughs> everyone's exactly. hurt. Exactly. So <laughs> I think he played pretty well considering it was basically two second string teams going against each right. other. That's the thing. Mullins literally played yeah, with the team himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then they had no tight end, really. I mean, Jordan Reed got hurt that game. I don't know what it is Go about figure. that. Go figure. <laughs> that man cannot stay well, healthy. Yeah. No, no. I mean, MetLife Stadium was just a trouble. It, it's been trouble these past two weeks. It has. That's why. But see, that's another reason why those a lot of 49ers didn't play. It wasn't that they couldn't play. They were just like, screw this. We were just here last week. And it's against the Jets. <laughs> right. It wasn't like it was or Giants, but yeah. It wasn't like it was going to make a difference. So I wouldn't have played either. And, nope. you know, he, he, let's go ahead and talk about let, – let's get back to Jordan Reed. Let's go back to the team that he came from. Bro, the Washington Football Club, they made the Browns – they single-handedly let the Browns figure out how to play football again. Yep. Yeah, because the Browns got it clicking. The see what the Browns have to realize is Baker Mayfield's not going to win their game. Baker Mayfield can manage their game, but Baker Mayfield is not the gunslinger in the NFL that he was in college. You can't let him throw the ball forty times a game and expect him to put up huge numbers and win you a game. You need to rely on Chubb and Kareem Hunt because both of them boys are all star studs. Correct. Yeah, they need to go yeah. to what they did on a Thursday night against the Bengals uh, two weeks ago, where they they did a lot of play action. They they yeah. started the game doing a lot of play action, and that's what they need to do. And then maybe get uh, Baker going because when Baker gets going early, he's way more effective throughout the game. But if you if you get him to just do shotgun passes all game and stuff like that. I don't think he's built for that, even though he did come from Oklahoma where that's pretty much all they did. But I don't think he, he succeeds as well as in the, as in the play action. And it, it's, so, it's so hard to believe that he can't succeed in the shotgun because even before Oklahoma, it was Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. so it, like, it blows my mind. He's just not picking it. He's really not picking it up in the NFL. And – the Browns need to realize that and just become a run, a run dominant team because that that is when it works for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's yep. what they need to do. 
and I'm still sticking with in that another sorry division that Washington is still going to finish second in that division. <laughs> yeah, that the only division with not a 500 team, bro. How the Eagles tie with the Bengals? Doug Peterson needs to go. Bro, the whole team needs to go. <laughs> Throw the whole team away in the trash. They don't have an offensive line. Carson Wentz is a walking turnover. Their mm-hmm. wide receivers get hurt every week, which doesn't help Carson Wentz. And it's literally just Miles Sanders out there. So, so how long? How long do the Eagles have? before they decide to actually move on from Wentz. I was saying it yesterday. I was, during the game, I'm like, is it Jalen Hurts' time? Because I think it's about time. <laughs> well, didn't, it, didn't they bench Wentz at some point during that game? Did they bench him? or what was I, I think they just brought in, like, a gadget play, I think, with Hurts. Oh, okay. I think they actually brought Hurts in to replace him. Yeah. I – I think he's got a couple more games. I mean, you know, they've they've sunk so much into him that it's like you got, you know, you got to give him some games. But I think at this rate, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. And and while we're on that game, I have a hot take. AJ Green gets dealt before the trade deadline. All right. I think that's a good good assessment. I mean, he's I not he's not doing anything there. Like his nope. quarterback's playing fine, so not that. I, I don't know what's going on with him. Washed. Washed is what he is. Not, I'm not going to say he's washed. But he just isn't the same AJ Green that we're used to. That's what washed but means. A lot of it has to do with <laughs> – But, no, a, a lot of it, though, has to do with, with the team, man. They, like, AJ Green's a deep threat. He's a deep threat guy. They have no time for any deep threat routes, any deep routes. They don't. AJ Green also didn't become a top five receiver just by going deep. <laughs> like, I mean, stop acting like but, he's a one man, like he's a one trick pony. He's not. I don't know, man. I, look, I've watched the Bengals the last. Couple I years. mean, a lot of teams are going. Go ahead. I've watched the Bengals a lot the last couple of weeks, and I've seen a lot of balls go right through his hands. He's not making nearly the plays that AJ Green is supposed to make. I they they are slowly getting T Higgins involved, and I I just don't see AJ Green fitting in the system no more. I think they're gonna let him walk. Yeah, I I can see it. I can see him getting dealt. I mean, cause yeah, I mean, but it depends on the price. I think if someone calls for a fifth round pick, cause right now he's not putting up numbers, and I don't know how many people are gonna give him like a third. So I can see maybe a fourth or a fifth. Is that worth it? I don't, honestly, in today's day, I don't even think you give AJ Green. You don't give the Bengals a for AJ Green. I think now with his age and his production, I think a six is more likely of what you're looking at. Again, that goes to my question: Is it worth it? Because I don't think a six-round pick is worth AJ Green. I, I, a six, a six-rounder. I'm not gonna lie. If you're the Patriots, you send that six-rounder over. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You get somebody. Because the Patriots are stuck. They run a lot of two-man sets. And at that point, Edelman, they don't even put Edelman on the field. And then they have nobody. Then everyone knows it's a run play because you're not just going to throw 10-plus passes to kill Harry every week. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because they do need a number one, man. I mean, they have Edelman, but he's a slot. 
Oh, yeah. So, uh, what's the next game we got? You want to talk about the Patriot game? We might as well go ahead and ease our trans- and transition into that. And, I mean, honestly, that the, the way that game played out, I actually watched that game through and through. Uh, my girl and her brother were over at the house, so I got the lovely pleasure to watch the boring Patriots this year. I watched the game through and through, and they've been boring all year. But what I will say is that defense is still very strong. As you see, Josh Jacobs did nothing all night, all day. He broke a couple, like, chunk plays, but that was it. And then you can't expect Derek Carter to win you a game when you don't even have Henry Ruggs. Brian Edwards flashed some, shine of, some like, sign of life finally. But it wasn't – it was never going to be enough to beat them, ever. Uh, see what what Bill Belichick and their defense did was take out, obviously, they stuffed the run, mm-hmm. made Josh Jacobs pretty much not there, and then they shut down Darren Waller. Darren Waller had like two catches to ten yards. Bro, we I forgot after going off for like ten. They they highlighted that in the game. Like they was like, bro, he doesn't even have a target. He didn't even have targets because they were shutting him down. What Belichick does best. They shut down your strength and make you beat him a different way. And obviously, Derek Carr could not do that. Do you, you guys think the way the Patriots are built right now and the way Belichick runs his his defense, do you think they can make another push for the Super Bowl with Cam Newton at quarterback and no real true number one wide receiver? No. I don't. I don't see them beating the Chiefs. I don't see them beating the Ravens. I don't see them beating the Bills. There's there's a lot of teams in the AFC that I just don't I don't see them being able to beat in the playoffs. Yeah, I can see them beat being a playoff team and maybe win a game. But as far as like making a big yeah. run, I do not. Yeah, I don't see them making a Super Bowl push. I mean, then again, if I'm a betting man, I'm not betting against Belichick. But uh, I I just don't see it. Not at all. Yeah, betting against uh, Belichick is like betting against uh, Saban in college. You just don't do that. Yep. Yep. All right, the next game we got is the Bills-Rams. And this one was looking like a, a blowout in the first half. Bro, I, Josh Allen is a valid candidate for MVP right now. We're only three weeks in. He has been. But he's been an absolute monster for that team, both running the ball and passing the ball. A lot of people was wondering if he was going to be able to take that next step as a passer. And with the help of Stephon Diggs, he may have. Yeah, Definitely. Four touchdowns in the last two games, one pick, and I think it combined 750 yards, I believe. Because I believe he threw for over 400, and then he threw for 340. Yeah, um, but, I mean, the crazy thing is with all that, they almost folded. Golf the yeah, God almost they, brought them boys back to win the game. Yes, I said it. I said Golf it was more of a shout-out to my producer. More McVeigh than golf, in my opinion. 
I'm going to stick my producer on you for the hate. My producer loves golf. I don't know why. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, McVay showed why he's one of the top coaches in the league. I mean, he obviously they didn't do anything in the first half. And then instead of just saying, running the same game plan and getting bottled up again, he changed it up. And they made a couple stops. And I think they scored four consecutive touchdowns in the second half, then took the lead, and then um, that pass interference at the was end. bad. I call that I call that karma. Yeah, I call that was that bad. Karma for game one with the Ramsey flopping offensive pi. That is I true. <laughs> that was bad. I call that karma. Yeah, because <laughs> that was absolute. That one, I honestly, <laughs> fans may hate me for that one, but. That 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 call made my fantasy matchup a lot closer than it needed to be because it gave Josh Allen another chance and at a score which he took, but that was absolutely garbage, man. I mean, karma and that that was a horrible call. The Rams spent a lot of money on that defense and it's just not working. That defense is not working. Except for that man Aaron Donald who was going off in the second half. In the fourth quarter, he had two sacks yeah. and a forced fumble, all in the four, on those last two possessions for the Bills. Yeah, that yeah, was a man on a mission. Yes, definitely. I mean, he showed the world that he's the best. I mean, player. when is he not a man on a mission? He is worth that. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, well, actually, that was that was a. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. All right. So. I mean, twenty-eight-three. They were up twenty-eight to three, and they co- They almost collapsed. They they did collapse, and then they made up for it at the very end. But do you think uh, if the Bills would have lost that game, would it have been more on the Bills' offense or the Bills? Um, more on the Bills or the Rams? More on you the, the Rams would have on the Bills exactly. Anytime you so give the up Rams the lead. Anytime you give up a big lead like that, that's on the opposing team. That tells me, one, you let off the gas, and mm-hmm. once that happens, you lose momentum, and that's not – momentum's not something you can just gain back unless it's a big play. Momentum's huge. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. And that was uh, a fun it, game to watch, though. I don't know it, if there's a better game. Actually, there's – It was definitely the best game of the 1 o'clock games, but – at the same time, if you want to talk about great games that came down to the wire, we're going to go ahead and flip it to the last 1 o'clock game. That Titans-Vikings game was intense. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Gostowski definitely uh, made you forget about uh, that game one terrible game he had where he missed three field goals. Yeah, that he made down he had. He made a – yep. He made a 55-yard game winner. And then Derek Henry nowhere. finally found the end zone, not once twice. but twice. Yeah, he, he remembered mm-hmm. how to play football again. I needed that for my fantasy team. Yeah, he yeah. definitely went off for all you fantasy owners of Derek Henry. Man, talking about a you want to talk about a fantasy winner, a FanDuel winner, 
Justin freaking Jefferson. Oh, yeah. Oh, Justin Jefferson. He had himself a day. Bro, he <clears throat> all. What was it? It was six catches? Seven. Five? Seven for 175. That's one way to, to show that you're ready for the NFL. Yeah, he's looking like he could he could come out and be a stud. They they need yeah, I mean, that just shows that LSU team, man. That LSU team was stacked. Because he yeah, wasn't yeah. even the best receiver on that team. Right. <laughs> right. But that that they needed they needed a game. They need they needed a game from him like that because, you know, with the departure of Stephon Diggs, no one was fearing anything over the top. You know Adam Thielen isn't going to beat you over the top. It's not his game. So when you have Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. step up to the plate, he's also a big body, but he's 6'3", you know, and he's a good route runner who excels in the slot and can play the outside. When they drafted him, they got a good wide receiver and a good football player. They knew that, but this was the coming out mm-hmm. party that they needed. That's what they needed to see in him. Definitely, because, uh, I mean, you lose Diggs and you get Jefferson to replace him. And the way he uh, went off on yesterday um, definitely shows that uh, he could definitely replace Diggs. Yeah, he can. But it, it was all a good game. I'm mad the Titans won, obviously, because they're in my division. But with that being said, that will basically conclude our one o'clock game. CG, I know you got to get out of here so you can finish watching the game. We appreciate your time mm-hmm. as always. You, your boys on on primetime TV. Honestly, I, I hope they pull through for you, G. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Always, man. Always. Stephen Q. Now, Stephen Q, we still have my name. We still had a few more games to wrap up before we can move on to week three. Um, we have our four o'clock games. Oh, we forgot a one o'clock game. We forgot the Steelers Texans. I let them go premature. It's all right. We can talk about it. Um. Uh, so the Texans, they're they're zero and three. However. They have had one of the most brutal three-game stretches that I could think of. They're not going to win. You had the Ravens. We'll see. I mean, they they played two top ten defenses in the Ravens and the Steelers, and then they played one of the best offenses in, um, obviously, the Chiefs. Oh, it's been brutal for them. Yeah, so and they have a favorable schedule. They definitely have a favorable schedule. Um, I could if they go three and three, if they win these next three, they could they could be back in the playoff hunt. And I mean, this Deshaun Watson ain't bad, and they're still trying to gel with the new receiving core. I mean, they had Will Fuller and Kenny Stills, but then you bring in David Johnson, you get. <clears throat> you get uh, Brandon Cooks, who's still trying to gel with that offense. They'll get going, and then they're going to play much, uh, much worse defenses than they have the last two weeks. Yeah, the they'll, Steelers, they'll get, they'll the get Steelers, it. Going. 
they'll get it going. And then the our division ain't the toughest right now. Everyone's still figuring out. Jacksonville showed that they can lay an egg. Uh, the Colts right now still haven't figured it out with Philly Rivers. So it, and the Titans are just like I told you in the beginning. I was never sold on the Titans. So right now that division's still majorly up for grabs. Really, it really is. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, the, NFC, the AFC South has not had too many good teams in the past, like, decade, I would say. That Jacksonville team is probably the best probably. in the last decade. Probably. Okay, it, is. it is. Thank it you. is. All right. But for most of the decade, I mean, 9-7 and seven was winning that division. 9-7, and seven, maybe 10 wins. But nine and seven was one in that division. So that division has always been you could either say competitive or you could say weak, whichever way you want to see it. Yeah, it was it was like the NFC East. Uh, um, but yeah, one of the bigger stories it didn't come on the field, but it was uh for that game was um it was a Watt brother reunion. All three <laughs> Watts were playing in that game. It's about time to see all the Watts on the field. They're all nasty. That's the crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Steelers need to make a trade. Go get uh, go get JJ. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just for a year. That ain't gonna happen. Just so we, we know that. Year. But they just, just actually see it for a year. Wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be funny if in the NFL they had loans like in the soccer? <laughs> <laughs> they they loan just loaned JJ Watt. That would be funny. Now, all right. Now we can go ahead. Now that the one o'clock game to conclude it, let's go ahead and hop right into somebody that should be a little bit near and dear to your heart, Mr. Justin Harper, with the second start of the year. I have a lot of Charger fans, and no one is probably more qualified to talk about Justin Herbert than you. So, how's he doing? Uh, he, he made he looked good for most of the game. He did. Uh, he did have a fumble. Uh, which it happens. And then uh, he did have a bad, bad pick at the end of the half that led to a field goal at the end for Carolina. Um, However, when they needed him to step up the most, which was on that final drive from the one, they needed a 99-yard drive from the one, no timeout. He led them, and honestly, they should have won. I don't know if you saw the play, but they had a hook and ladder perfectly designed. They had three receivers at the top going from left to right. They throw it to Keenan Allen underneath. They had Eckler doing a doing an angle route or just an underneath route and uh, going right underneath Allen for the hook and ladder. And it just wasn't executed. But if Allen would have uh, connected with Eckler – it was a walk-in touchdown because if you watch it from the quarterback view, everybody was flowing left to right when Eckler was going right to left. If Eckler would have caught that, he had all momentum going into the end zone and everybody else would have to break from going right and try to catch him going left. Yeah, I didn't didn't see the play, but I did hear about it, and I heard that was basically Eckler's fault. Like, I did hear it was a touchdown. Yeah, it was definitely a touchdown. And uh, to all those Justin Herbert haters, uh, just letting you know he, he can he, he can play in the league. 
he can be a good quarterback in the NFL. He yeah. has all the tools to be to be a good quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, from from what I've seen, I definitely believe Herbert has found his way into the NFL. I think he's the starter in this league. Obviously, he is a rookie. He has his up and downs. He still makes dumb decisions on his picks. But he definitely shows he has the arm talent and the capability to do it. I've actually even seen Charger fans say that he's a lot yeah. like I, I've seen Charger fans go out and say that he's a lot like Phillip Rivers, but mobile. What do you think about that? Hmm. Um, I mean, I, I, I could see that. I could see it. I mean, I think I'm trying to think of who he's more like, to be honest, because he has a cannon of an arm. And honestly, the so the way that I saw it, so you know in college basketball, right, how you know a player is going to be good in the NBA, but his uh, production does, doesn't really show it in college? Mm-hmm. That's how I saw Justin Herbert. He was in the wrong system for his strength because he has a cannon of an arm. And at Oregon, we didn't really utilize the deep throws like we should have. We did too many dink and dunk type throws, little misdirection screens and stuff like that. But in a in an NFL offense, he's going to thrive. And he has shown it. I mean, first game he threw for 300, and then second game he threw for 300. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the picks are going to come. I mean, every rookie. Peyton Manning, he threw for over – oh, shoot. I don't think it was 30, but he threw over 20-plus picks in rookie season. Now, am I comparing him to Peyton Manning? No. But I'm just saying, rookies are going to have their, their mistakes, and it's up to them to learn – and I, I think he'll he'll definitely learn. He's a smart guy. Yeah, I mean, you 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 told me from the beginning, like you you actually put me on Herbert a while ago, and when he was in college, and I, I actually sat down and watched him. And the one thing I liked about Herbert is, I, it's hard to say it now because like his two picks, his three picks in the league have been just absolutely horrible. But the dude is actually a smart quarterback. Like he makes the right plays majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Like even like yeah. that's even even beyond his arm talent, he makes the right play. Like I said, his, his, the picks he's thrown in the league have just been abysmal because he's broke those picks. He's broke like every quarterback Golden's rule, <laughs> but he's normally mm-hmm. he's smarter than that. He's really good. I I like what they 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 have with him, and I can tell you two people who really love him right now, and that's Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. Oh, definitely. Now they have a a real quarterback. No disrespect to Tyrod Taylor, but he just he's just not a quarterback that's gonna lead you to to a win. He's like more of a manager, a game yeah, management. Agree. Manager in my, in my mind. Like he can he won't make too many mistakes, but he's not gonna throw for three hundred yards and lead you down the field in clutch time like that. But um. But yeah, I mean Herbert's going to be really good, and I'm glad he went to. Honestly, I am. I'm glad he went to L.A. instead of either Cincinnati or Miami, because L.A. was suited best. They had the best supporting cast out of all three of those teams that drafted quarterback. Of course, of course, both offensively 
and defensively. Most important, defensively. He's mm-hmm. not forced to. He's throwing for 300 yards. It's great. It's beautiful. But in all actuality, he's not He's not needed to throw those yards, you know. He doesn't need to throw that many yards because mm-hmm. his defense is good enough to keep him in the game. But right now, they're game scripting their offense. They honestly opened up the playbook with him because they know they can't do that with Tyrod. Tyrod's not that kind of quarterback. So I think he's getting these yards, not because he's been put in a situation to do it. I think that is the coaches having their faith in him. And a lot of Charger fans that I know are actually happy with the results compared to when they first drafted him, they wasn't trying to hear that. Yeah, I don't I don't know why you wouldn't be happy about Justin Herbert. I mean, I guess. I mean and back to uh I know this is a little earlier, but back to um talking about his picks. Some of like the one the first pick he threw against Kansas City I think he just trusted his arm too much. And that's sometimes what happens with strong arm quarterbacks is they trust I, I their hate arm it, but he didn't much. have to. He didn't have to. It was only like – he only needed, what, like two yards? Right. He only needed yeah, like two yards. I mean, he could have ran for the first down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was on second down too. It wasn't even on third. But, yeah, I mean, it's a rookie mistake. He'll learn. But, yeah. Yeah, he he. Uh, what's better. what's another game better with Tom? And really, what he needs right now, if he if he gets Mike Williams up to speed, if Mike Williams can stop getting hurt and be a consistent contributor, I think he's going to put up excellent numbers. Keenan Allen's the best route runner in the league. Hunter Henry, if he's healthy, is a top five talent at tight end because he blocks and he can catch. You have Austin Eckler, mm-hmm. you have Joshua Kelly, and Justin Jackson back. They're loaded. They are really loaded, and I think he's going to be a success. He's going to be a success story. Um, Speaking of success story, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers have now took sole division lead in the NFC South with a win over the Broncos. I don't think it was any surprise that they beat them with no Drew Locke, no Vaughn Miller, uh, no Cortland Sutton. Obviously, the Broncos are banged up. Honestly, I'm not going to watch the Thursday night game this week between the Broncos and the Jets. I, I, that's the toilet bowl, and we're not going to tune into that. I mean, you can speak for yourself. It's football. I'm watching it. But um, I'm probably going to watch but yeah. it, but I'm going to hate every minute of it. I'm going to hate it and love it because it's football. Yeah, it's it's going to be some sloppy football. That's that's a fact. But, um. But, yeah, I mean, what, there's not really too much to say because, I mean, everybody figured Tampa would be fairly good, and nobody really expected the Broncos to be that that good. Even with Drew Locke, I think they may have expected an 8-8 eight and eight team, maybe. But, I mean, nobody expected them. And then when uh, Jeff Driscoll is your starting quarterback who hasn't won a game in I don't know how long, um, but yeah, I mean, Tampa's defense is good as we knew, and uh, yeah, Tom Brady's still still is Tom Brady. I mean, I I I mean, the one thing I am excited about the Broncos is, I mean, I hate that Sutton's out, but we get to see like an extensive amount of Jerry Judy and Hamler. We get to see both of those rookies put up significant playing time, and I'd love to see that. Um, 
They got to figure out the running game because you know Philip Lindsay's also hurt. They they just a, they're a mess. Driscoll Driscoll's a, a decent backup. He's not going to win you any games. So yeah, I guess in this case we weren't expecting to win, but we do have some headlines that we can talk about in this because uh, they did not revert to Leonard Fournette being their RB one. They went back to Ronald Jones again, who led the backfield in touches. You have Chris Godwin who finally came back from his his migraines, his concussion, and he pulled a hammy. So it's still some takes to take out of this because how is, how are the Bucks going to continue with this? I personally don't think Ronald Jones is going to be the answer for the long term. If they want to continue to ball out this year, I think their their answer is going to have to be Leonard Fournette moving on. He's a better pass blocker. And, I mean, let's be honest, Leonard Fournette is a better runner. Yes, Ronald Jones has ran his ass off this year. Ronald Jones has actually looked the best of his career. But Leonard Fournette is the better player. He's the better back. And he's obviously a back that can get you. He can handle the ball 20 times carrying and also receive the ball five to seven times out the backfield, especially with your wide receivers kind of being in and out with Mike Evans and and Godwin. I think you got to go ahead and get Leonard Fournette more involved in the offense. Yeah, um, so what I see them doing is kind of like um, not quite Baltimore because they, they run like three, four running backs. But uh, I, I don't think they're going to have a one, uh, a starting running back throughout the year. I think Ronald Jones and Fournette are going to get pretty close to even carries. I, I do not see them getting one person getting like 80% of the carries or touches. Not just See, teams, I think that might end up backfiring I, on them. You think so? I I don't know. As long as they, as long as they buy into it, as long as one of them isn't like, man, I'm the starting quarter, starting running back, and I need to be getting the ball more. As long as neither of them are like that, I think it'll be fine. But um, but yeah, I mean, Fournette is more of a power runner. He does have speed, obviously, but. Ronald Jones, Ronald Jones. I mean, he could still get it done. Yeah, Ronald Jones is not bad. I think, I, mean, I, I think he's playing the best football of his career. But I think if you want to take that next step, I just think yeah, Leonard I mean, Fournette is the better back. He's the better option. He's more complete. He's more round, well-rounded. Last year, he showed that he can handle a major load in the pass in the passing game, whether it's blocking or receiving. I think he's your better back. I think you go ahead and let Ronald Jones know. That sorry, bud, you lost your job. You can be a change of pace back. We would give you thirty percent of the touches from the backfield, but your job here is done. I think they're just gonna go with the hot hand. To be honest. Like the starting no, sounds like the mm-hmm. I mean, why not? I mean, I don't think Fournette is that much better than Ronald Jones. I uh, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's he was. I mean, he's drafted fourth for a reason, but yeah. Um. So yeah, I think we're done with that game. Let's go to probably, arguably, maybe one of the best. I would say it's top three uh, game of the week. Arguably top one or top one, but um, Dallas and Seattle. Should we start uh, the. Let Russ cook. 
Yeah, uh, MVP Russ. Hey, how'd I say it? That's the tweet. MVP Russ, that's the tweet. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he, I mean, four touchdowns again. Uh, he has fourteen in his last um, fourteen in the last three games. NFL record. He just doesn't look. Un- he does not look stoppable. He doesn't. With Lockett and Metcalf, both of them being deep threats. Uh, I don't know who's going to stop him. I really don't. I, I, I then, every Seahawk fan right now is jumping for joy because they've always said unleash Russ, unleash Russ. To stop this 65-35 run team, unleash mm-hmm. Russ. And Pete Carroll has listened, and boy, has they uh, has it paid dividends. He is falling. And I really do hope that this year is his time for MVP because he's been getting overlooked his whole career. He was a baller at NC State. We overlooked him. He transferred to Wisconsin. We overlooked him. He was a fourth round, what, third, fourth round draft pick. Now he's here. It's time for him. It's time to give him his roses. Give him this. I hope he continues to play, and I hope he gets MVP. I really do. Yeah, he's definitely on a mission for MVP, but there's some good candidates right now. The, The top three MVP candidates would be Russell Wilson right now, and then it's basically 2A and 2B and Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers. Those three players right now, I would say, are one, two, and three in whichever order you want to put them. But, um, but yeah, as, as far as Seattle fans jumping for joy, definitely. They've and they needed it too. They needed them to score just about every drive. Not quite every drive, either one of them. But uh, their defense has been not good. Not good at all. And uh, they've been needing to put up 30, 35 points a game just to, just to survive the game. Because they, they blew that lead against uh, Seattle and then, or Dallas. And then, they threw a deep ball in the Metcalf and took the lead. Yeah, but, yeah, that game was extremely fun to watch. It, it, it was beautiful, man. And Dak Prescott, he is he, – he might – if he will – if he could win these games and close these games out, he would almost be the comeback king. Last year the Cowboys finished with the number one offense with Dak leading the way. And he puts up crazy stats, but they're always losing. That's the only thing I say. They're always losing, and he always has to keep them in the game. He's always got to bring them back in the game. Uh, a lot like Matt Ryan. The Falcons are always losing. So Matt Ryan always has to put up crazy numbers just to keep them in the game to possibly win or even come like, get close to coming back. So it's going to be difficult. I mean, the quarterback market's changed. He's going to get paid. But for him to get top paid money, he's got to start converting these stats into wins. Yeah, he definitely has to. I mean, if you can put up all the stats in the world, but that don't mean anything if he ain't winning games. Exactly. Uh, and right now, I mean, he does win. He does win games, but he he doesn't win enough of them. Like he comes close. He 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 always has them in the games, but um, but yeah, I mean, he just has to get these games. He has to get them done. 
He does. Game game winning drive or game tying drive, and they come up short. So, I mean, it it is what it is. I mean, Dallas is in the NFC East, so as long as they win eight nine games, they're probably gonna win that division. So that division is atrocious. Yeah, we're in week three, and we have three three teams with one win, or not three teams, but we have two teams with one win, and then two teams with zero. Yeah, they're worse. That, that division is they're, they're worse than us in the NFC South, and honestly, I love it. I love it. Um, we're gonna go ahead and switch over to honestly one of the guys you said. You would put in the top three for the MVP race. Mr. Aaron Rodgers led his team over the Saints in the Dome and a big win without his star receiver, Devontae Adams. I think that was a huge win. I think that is going to – that that's going to propel them for, for a while. Aaron Jones is also looking like a monster. He's making a lot of noise of being a top running back. When it's time to pay him, it's going to be brutal for the, the Packers. They're going to have to do it because he's shown that he, not only can he carry the lead as a rusher, he can also be the focal point in the passing game as well. So the, the Packers, the Packers definitely oh, yeah. found them one there. Yeah, he definitely showed that against the Lions last week, but we're not going to talk about that. He um, went crazy. <laughs> but yeah, Aaron Rodgers is on a mission to prove all the people that said he lost it to just shut him up because this man has thrown for, I don't know how many touchdowns, but he's looked, he's up there with Russ, man, as far as how unstoppable they look. And uh, he did this all without Devontae Adams. Yeah, without their star Mm -hmm. receiver, that's just crazy. Yep, and Alan Lazard is looking like a quality number two. He's a big Big play receiver as well. So you have Devontae Adams, who's more of a possession guy. And then you have your deep threats and Valdez Scaling. I don't know what happened with him. I know he's not a household name or anything, but, I mean, he's better than whatever he did yesterday. But uh, Alan Hazard is – or Lizard is looking a lot like one of um, Aaron Rodgers' go-to targets when Devontae Adams isn't there. Of course. I mean, he fell in love with – last year, and it's showing this year as well. Yeah, it, it, he's definitely yeah. stepped up. And I, I'm honestly, even myself, growing like, um, like him a lot. He's definitely stepped up in ways that the Saints wide receivers have not. Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Trey Quan Smith, those guys did not step up, whereas Lazard is becoming the number one without Devontae Adams, which propelled them in that win. The Saints' number one receiver when Mike Thomas is out is Alvin Kamara. He becomes the focal point of the offense. He's the running back, the quarterback, the tight end, the wide receiver. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he he definitely showed why he he's worth every penny they paid him. Yeah, I don't, want, went on. I don't want to hear Saint Van complain one bit about that. He, my God, they need Mike Thomas back because with Mike Thomas being out, that offense is slack. Slack. Yeah, they do not throw it down the field. Without Mike Thomas, they do not throw it down the field. But, I mean, they don't really throw it down the field, period. Because Drew Brees, man, he just he just lost some arm strength. I don't know if he can throw it down the field. 
Did I get? He's in his forties. Of course he did. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, last year he was throwing it downfield a little. But this year, I don't see him throwing down the field at all. I mean, he lost Mike Thomas week one. Let's wait till we get Mike Thomas back before we make any harsh judgments. True. Yeah, I mean, we know Mike Thomas. I mean, Mike Thomas was the leading receiver, obviously. He had over 100, what was it, 140 catches. Right. And then then the next leading receiver was Kamara. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it, the Saints definitely they got to figure it out because without Mike Thomas, their offense is is definitely a struggle. Before um, so before we go ahead and get into it with this last game of the week, this Monday night game, let's go ahead and introduce our ad. Last game of the night, the Monday night game. It just ended. We all watch it live. It's clear that Mahomes is the best football player in the NFL. Lamar let the world down. Talk to me, Steve. <laughs> so we we all knew Lamar, though he's improved as a passer, he still isn't somebody that you want throwing the ball 35, 40 times. I haven't looked at the box score yet, so I don't know exactly how many passes he's thrown. <clears throat> but when when they needed plays through the air, they just were not getting them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, that first half was just ridiculous for the Chiefs. They blew up, blew up to a 27-10 lead at half. And it, it was pretty much a lot like the last meeting they had. The last meeting they had, it was a blowout. It was looking like a blowout, and then the Ravens cut it close, which they did. They, the Ravens cut it to a 17, uh, not 17, a 20-27 game, and then the defense just couldn't get it off. Couldn't get off the field, and um, then Mahomes and the offense – did what they always do, and they scored a touchdown, and after that, it was all she wrote. Yeah, he only completed 15 passes for under 100 yards. Another showing that, like you said, if if you if it's a show to shoot out, he's not going to win you the game. It's tough. It's something Lamar got to figure out. Well, I still I'm not going to say if it's a shootout, he can't win you the game. It, it's if they go down by two plus scores, it's going to be tough for him to win the game because then they're going to have to throw the ball, and that's just not their offense. I mean, it's no knock on him. I mean, he just he still just needs to improve. Remember, he's only in his what third year. He's only in his third year, so well, Mahomes is only in his fourth year. You're right. I mean, Mahomes is in <laughs> a perfect offense. So right. Technically, in the perfect offense built for him too. I mean, the Ravens drafted him and changed their whole offense just for him. Uh-huh. But, but again, that's a run heavy. Like when Mahomes, they, Andy Reid. Let's face it, Andy Reid is just an offensive. I mean, the plays that they were running were just something you you never see. I mean, we saw it at the goal, like down by the goal line, 
they built a play that they motion Tyreek in the backfield and then they act like they're doing a rollout and then they he just underhands it to Anthony Sherman. That was a beautiful play call. That was a very, very good play call. And and there was a quite a few of them that like I like Lex watches all the games with me and like I, we're watching the game and I like look at her and I'm just like, My God, like that design is so beautiful, especially with their team. It's hey, no I, some of the stuff they've been running. Exactly. So I'm I'm watching Sports Center and I just they're interviewing Patrick Mahomes. They just showed a stat line that it's incredible. In September, Patrick Mahomes is ten and zero with a thirty-two to zero uh, touchdown to interception ratio. I sh- that sounds like a fucking mistake. Sorry for the language, but. <laughs> But uh, I, I'm going back because 32 to zero, that can't be right. Maybe 32 touchdowns. Let's see. He's a tank, bro. Yeah, 32. That's got to be a typo, dude. If that's true, I mean, we know Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league right now, easily. And when it's all said and done, he may be the greatest of all time. But yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Ten and zero, oh, thirty-two touchdowns, zero picks in his career in September. That is ridiculous. <laughs> He's on my fantasy team, so I need him to play like his September for the Every rest game. of this year. <laughs> for the rest of this year, bro. Yeah, that's that's a crazy stat line, man. But uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I mean, they had a, a ugly showing against a. Uh, the Chargers last week, but um, I mean, they definitely showed that hey, we're still the Chiefs. We can still put points up left and right. So, so don't don't sleep on us. Yeah, it was definitely an amazing and, performance. It that just, was again it just solidifies the fact that they are still the favorite in the AFC. Yep, and, yeah, and that was. That was against the Ravens' defense, who is arguably going into the game. They're arguably the best defense in the league. Exactly. So, and he put up 385 yards, four touchdowns, and a rush touchdown. With ease. Or not in yeah, a rush touchdown. that with ease. Yep. Yeah, he made that – Uh, he just picked apart that defense, man. But, I mean, going back to Patrick Mahomes being possibly when it's all said and done the greatest of all time, he is in the per- – I don't know if I could – Brady and Belichick maybe the only other quarterback-coach tandem that I think is more suited for each other. And, I mean, I don't know how much Belichick has on the offense, but we know Andy Reid is a part of that offense. And, well, of course. And, they I mean, they just have weapons. They're perfectly built for to score 30 30- – 40 points a game. Easily. Mm-hmm. They have just too many weapons, man. It's just going to be interesting several years down the road when, you know, when the salary cap is starting to hit hard, how many people they're going to have to let go. Yeah, the, right. But, I mean, until they come across that, that set and that issue and, you know, contracts, that's, that's going to be the biggest issue. Obviously, when it's time to pay everybody, Let's be honest, you either got it or you don't. You either got that guap or you don't. 
Exactly. And that's what's gonna that's the killer to all Achilles, but boy, right now we should definitely and just enjoy what they are giving us because it's absolutely oh, beautiful. It's exactly. absolutely beautiful. And they showed I mean, they showed they could win multiple ways, man. Last week they they won pretty much on defense because that offense was terrible. And then this week they win strictly on offense. I mean, defensively, they played a really good game, too. But, I mean, offensively, they scored 34 points against arguably the top defense in the league. And to be honest, they probably could have scored more. They just kind of let the foot off the gas the last quarter. The last like, quarter and a half. Yeah, well. The offense, even, I mean, the offense just didn't even – they really never got going again in the second quarter. They didn't care to. They was already up. Yeah, but um, but yeah, back to Lamar Jackson, man. Um, I mean, we knew, like I said, we knew he he was not the best of passers, but he was an improved passer. And this was one of those games that he needed to show everybody that hey, I, I can still pass, man. But ninety-seven passing yards, man. Unacceptable. On twenty-eight attempts. Unacceptable. That is, that's terrible. But I mean he'll learn. I mean hopefully he hopefully he he uh criticizes himself a I mean, lot. It's not, it's not just him. Else. But it's not just him. When you watch the game, Andrews dropped a lot of passes. Andrews they dropped did. a lot of passes. Honestly, if you're the Ravens, you you're trying to make a Super Bowl run. I call A B. I call A B honestly. This is why. Look, you know he's already gonna be suspended. But at the same time, you also know A.B. is going to be in game shape, game ready. You bringing in A.B. is not going to jeopardize your team. He has his nephew on his team. He's close with Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. That's a situation where I think it's people close to him that's going to help him improve as a person. They don't want to see him go down. If he won't be able to make it and succeed in Baltimore, where he has basically family there, he won't ever succeed in the NFL. I think if he's going to get one more last hoorah, I think Harbaugh and them may need to really sit down and consider bringing A.B. in. Yeah, that would not be a bad thing. However, I think A.B. will still – he'll have to serve like an eight-game suspension. Right, he will. That's why you do it now. Yeah, you do it now, and then he'll be ready for playoffs. Well, and yeah, because you're, you're going to make like playoffs that. regardless. You're already yeah. three games in. If he gets three games under his belt in the regular season, that's a win for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he – uh. Another thing, the Chiefs, I mean, the Chiefs' defense probably, I mean, they're over, underrated. People yes, don't really think think of defense when they think Chiefs, but uh, they play pretty good. They play two really good games back-to-back because, I mean, Baltimore's, Baltimore's uh, go-to, their identity, is run the ball, and they could not really establish the run pretty much all game. I see, but I beg to differ because that first drive they did whatever they wanted. I think yeah, first gotta, drive, yeah, you're right. Because they got away from it, they got away from the run. Mm. Listen, that running back by committee stuff, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a fan. I'm, not, I've never been a fan. If you want to use J.K. as a change down pace, third down, maybe as a pass, as a as a pass catcher, perfect. Mark Ingram is your workload. He's your workhorse. You give him the ball. You make that defense respect the power running game behind Mark Ingram. And the the speed of Lamar Jackson. That's what got you where you. That's what got you in the playoffs time and time again the last couple of years. 
Why are you changing it now? I, I, you have a stable of running backs. That's great. That's beautiful. Do what got you there. Get better at what got you there. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree, but I don't know, man. I mean, I guess, I mean, yeah, they, they were moving the ball early in the game on, on the ground, but the Chiefs' defense was getting stops when they needed to. Well, they be, well when they when, and that's the thing, they got those stops, and then the Ravens immediately, like I said, got away from their game plan. They they trying to make it a shootout. Well, Mahomes can sit out here and score, so can we. The Ravens got that big kick return. And that should have changed all momentum. You should have went back and started running the ball down their throat. And because not only did they get that kicker turn, they got to stop the next drive. That's what I'm saying. They had a lot of momentum. They had momentum. You're right. They did have momentum. And, yeah, I mean, there were drops. I will give you that. And drops kill offenses. They kill drives, obviously. And, I mean, they're showing the replay of Mark Andrews down the seam. And, yeah, there was two guys right there, and he just – He should have caught that. He should have caught it, but, yeah, he just didn't. If you're going to label yourself as a top five tight end, in his case a top three tight end, you got to catch that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, that, was a, that was an ugly game for the Ravens, but hopefully they – they uh, I'm not going to say learn from it because obviously they're going to know. They know what they need to do better, but – Hopefully they kick themselves, but just don't kick themselves too much and then go on a mission. Because remember, Baltimore was 2-2 two and two last season before they went on a 12-game win streak to end the regular season. Yeah. So, and, and that was their last loss last regular season was to the Browns. Browns, and yeah. Bad. And they lost. They, they got gashed by Nick Chubb that game. Yeah, Nick Chubb was a baller. That that just goes back to tell what I said earlier about them. If they want to win games, run the ball. Yeah, but these are the games that – because, to be honest, this game wasn't really that competitive. Yeah, Baltimore did not score an offensive touchdown until the first five seconds of the fourth quarter. Yeah. And they're one of the more high-potent offenses. But, yeah, it was, it was just an ugly game from the start pretty much for uh, – the Ravens, they did have a good opening drive, but after that, offensively, they just could not get anything going. Yeah, I, I, and uh, I, I think that basically wraps up our review. I mean, it's been a great, it's been a good, good three weeks of football, man. I'm so glad to have football back, but it's been an amazing Thanks. three weeks. I can't wait till we can get fans back in. I think that's going to be a, a big difference maker. Obviously, when you have home field advantage, it means nothing right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think – I mean, who, who's to say having fans would have uh, changed the outcome of this game? You think so? Uh, I could definitely see it. I mean, fans fans play a really big role, especially on – on that, like, kickoff return for a touchdown, you know, crazy that oh, crowd. Yeah, they would have went crazy. And and players, they, uh, they're they fueled by all that energy from the fans. So it could have – they could have played differently. Now, now, I mean, Mahomes didn't look like he could be stopped, to be honest. So who's to say, <laughs> who's to say he would have? But I'm just saying, we could always do the what if. But at the end of the day – 
both of them had to play the game, and the Chiefs just played it better. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that'll pretty much wrap up the show for tonight. That'll be our review, that'll review our recap on week three. Uh, for all everyone who's starting to get more and more involved with what we have going on here, we are also starting something new. We are now doing uh, stats of the day or history events of that day. It's been, uh, today was our first day dropping it. We had a Muhammad Ali post. It was beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, Daquan did a great job with that. Uh, if you're if you're following us on social media, you simply following us and not even listening to the actual show is going to help you gain knowledge stupendously. Uh, we talk about every sport we possibly can. We have polls. Like I said, we love our interactions, guys. We love our interactions. The more you interact with us, the more content we can drop the more involved we can be in into the chats and to the to social media in general. So please, please, please like, subscribe, comment, follow, retweet, share, whatever you need to do. Help us out. Help us out a little bit. Takes no time. It's free. Totally free. Uh, just give us that engagement. Like I said, we love to see it. Yeah, we definitely love, uh, love to see the engagement. Um, yeah, I mean, the more people we get to listen to us, the better it is for us. Makes our time feel like it was actually it was valuable. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I love doing this regardless. Regardless, oh, me too. I can talk sports all day, every day. <laughs> regardless, hey, it only takes one person to listen to us and really enjoy the show for it to take off. And like I said, I'm I'm not looking. We don't look for money into this at all. We just really like to do it. So, like I said, don't forget, guys, like, follow, uh, subscribe, share, comment, and and and, and uh, that would be a great help. Like I said, it's totally free. Steve, you got any uh, closing words? So, uh, starting from for, – for now on, we're going to try to have a, a set schedule on when our podcasts are coming. So, we're going to be trying to – uh, tape tape our uh, recording on Monday, and what's the other day, Marcus? Thursday. We're gonna do Monday and Thursday, so we'll probably most of the time get them out Tuesday, Friday, Friday morning, probably Friday morning. So we'll probably record on Monday and Tuesday. Expect the show no later than Tuesday morning and Friday morning, and we will uh we'll try to obviously do a preview and a recap of the NFL and depending on how many people would would want to uh we could throw in some college maybe some big college football games I know this get this week you would have loved to talk about that <laughs> hey I'm trying to tell y'all right now we are a top 10 team I'm not going to say we are college playoff ready because when you start talking about that that clearly means that you know you have the depth to follow through with everything, but boy, our our, our starting eleven on offense and defense can compete with anyone. In two weeks, we're on prime time with Clemson, and we owe them an ass whooping, goddamn it, because they've been beating our ass for years, and at least make it close. 
you guys, I know, I know you are, uh, you're in love with saying Miami's back and everything. So, uh, you guys better make it competitive. Cause if you guys get blown out again, it's just going to break your heart again. <laughs> if, if we get blown out again, yeah, man, I'm crushed. I'm absolutely crushed. Cause we finally got an offensive and a coordinator, offensive coordinator and a QB. If we get smashed, bro, I'm done. I am done with with college. Yeah. What's crazy is that defense is missing its best defensive player in Russo. And we still snapping. If we had That's Greg Rochu. Oh, but look, Greg Rochu in this game against Clemson, bro, I'm about to call this man. Cancel 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 the agent, bro. We need you. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I feel with Oregon coming back, man. But I, mean, guys, I, th- I think Miami will be able to compete against Clemson. Our, they don't oh, have... The way you guys are looking, I'm not going to lie. I know I've been talking mess to you, but <laughs> but you guys do look pretty good. Well, the problem's going to be Travis Entian and their run-blocking team because, I, I mean, I don't know if you watch us against Louisville, but Javion was able to hit cutbacks, and it was mm-hmm. a lot of uh, zone blocking schemes that just absolutely gashed us and where you know where Jay Sean at FSU couldn't turn in a six, Travis Etienne turns in a six. So that's yeah. gonna be our that's gonna be the biggest issue. The fact that they don't have wide receiver depth like they have been is plays in our favor. But boy, 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 boy. Like I said, twenty yard runs from normal running backs is a touchdown for Travis Etienne. Yeah. Um, yeah, Clemson definitely has the talent to – they're going to be the most talented team you play easily. So, so yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't want to get too much into college football. We'll save that for another time. But <laughs> but I thought I'd throw that in there. I, I appreciate it. You know, I love, love to brag about them boys. But we'll go ahead and wrap it up, man. We'll go ahead and call it quits. Thank you guys for listening. Tune in next time. Uh, $18,000 kid. Appreciate you as always. Yep. Enjoy being on the show. And I'm going to go ahead and thank CG3 again for showing up for the 1 o'clock game review. I know he had to leave due to his team and a big game on primetime, so I don't hold him, but we'll go ahead and get on his ass next time we get on the show talking about, talking about himself. We don't we don't stop the show because our team's on TV. Nope. My team has one primetime game all freaking year, and it's Technically, Thanksgiving. Because no one wants to watch the Lions on national TV, bro. Thank you. Uh, I understand. It's just tough. But, yeah, we'll go ahead and end it off that. Like I said, thank you guys for tuning in. $18,000 kid. I'll see you next time. Yep.